What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, episode 26. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me once again is Bryce, the man himself. I don't know. How you going? <laughs> Look, I'm always here, buddy. Yeah, you're always... Mate, well, that's, that's not true. You left me there for a bit. Oh, uh, okay. Look, all right. I, ha- I had a valid reason. You did? Yep. Yep. Blow me. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> this week on the show, we're going to be talking about... Our favorite, or one of our favorite handheld systems, if not our favorite handheld system, the Nintendo DS, all the models, our favorite games, etc., etc. But first, Bryce, this uh, episode comes out on the thirtieth of January. Yep. And you know what that means? Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Yes, it's a big bloody deal. I'm I'm letting you do it. All right, you're gonna let me do it. Yep, it's all all for you. Happy eight bit day. Happy eight bit day. So, 8-Bit's relaunched uh, as of today on the 30th. Uh, couldn't tell you the exact time because that is up to Mr. Brendan White. And, yeah, we're excited to get going, have the network pushing on and looking forward to a strong 2018. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, you can find a bunch of quality podcasts over there. I won't list them all. You can go over there, have a look at the list, all the bios of the people doing the podcast there, including ourselves. Yep. Indeed, and that's at www.8bit.net. If it's uh, password protected still, it's not live yet, so don't don't be sneaky boys and hack into it. Don't no. you dare. No, no, no sneaky girls either. No, no sneaky, no sneaky transgenders, no Whoa. sneaky... <laughs> no, well, you're going to include everyone. We've been on a school camp before. We know, we know sneaky little boys and girls. We know what they get up to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay. Uh. Anyway, jumping straight into it, Bryce, after that. Yep. Um, yeah. What was your favourite model of the DS? My favourite model? Gee whiz. Because um, in the end, there was a lot. <laughs> there was there was many iterations of the DS, which is, you know, when when you think back on it, it's not been that far away. So, we'll start off, which ones did you have? Well, I had a light and a normal. I never went into the eye. Like, yeah. that, that's what I was about to say. Like, when they, when they introduced the eyes, everything changed. <laughs> and they introduced the eyes. It all, they, it all changed. We got we got a, we got a bigger one. We got better UIs. We got a whole whole bunch of things. To better go UIs with the, with the DSIs. <laughs> DSIs better UIs. DSIs have better UIs. Yeah, but now we're also experiencing the same thing in the current day too, with the new 3DS. Except you know, obviously they didn't change much in the way of software. Mm. Uh, you got some exclusive games and stuff on them as well. Yeah, just like the DSI also had. Mm. It only had like a few download ones. It didn't really have many boxed. Oh no, retail no. games though. No, God no, yeah. Oh God no, no God, <laughs> God no, yeah. Uh, so you just had you had a DS Lite. Mm-hmm. Did you have you didn't have the original? Yes, you did have the original. Yes, I got a second hand one because uh, I was a, I was a poor boy. Poor boy. Yeah, that was, that was the first DS console I had. I remember getting really angry because uh, my my nana's cat. Uh, skidded off of it when it got scared and scratched the <laughs> scratched the front cover. It was very I don't bad. remember you having the big fat one. I just I, me- I still have it. It's around the house. Somewhere. I just um, I just remember the uh, the dilemma you had with your DSi when you got it. There was something wrong with it. DSi, yeah, yeah. What was that like? Oh god. Okay, that was horrible. So, uh, <laughs> when when our local Target was still selling video games, uh, I I had saved up a bunch of money and I bought a DS Lite from there. It was a powder blue one and I was like, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it a cool. lot. Yeah. And then uh, I took it home. I played it for about two hours and the D-pad stopped working. Mm. 
And then uh, I took it back. They replaced it. Did again. Then the A button stopped working. <laughs> so they refunded me the money. I went and got one somewhere else. It worked just fine. It'd be funny if they're like, dude, mate, you don't even need the A button. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to jump in Mario. Just get out. Yeah. You know? That, that was the dilemma I was having. I couldn't, I couldn't either move nor jump with Mario, depending. I was a very sad man. Very sad man. Yeah. Uh, I remember, like, didn't you end up getting a white one because that's all I had left? And your mum was like, "All right, if this is if this is gonna stuff up again, I'm literally not get, you're not literally not getting one." Oh well, you know, I I had the money myself anyway, so it was kind of just like, well, all right. Um, I I ended up saying to myself, "I'm just like, look, I'll just I'll just I'll just hold off for a little bit until new stock comes in or something, and I don't get, you know, some sort of some sort of trash." I I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine there was a lot of uh, defective units like that as well too, though, because DS pushed like crazy in sales. Yeah. You know, um, it probably wasn't reported on a shit ton. Especially obviously. in that time too, when you got your DS, when it was DS Lite, where it was like really moving. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was Brain Age time or Nintendogs time. Uh, no, Nintendogs was... Nintendogs was launched, wasn't it? No. 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 That was 2005. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it would have been 2005. Um. The timeline is very sketchy for me. It, it kind of blows my mind for the DS. It came out in 2004. Oh, in, yeah. In America. Yeah. It didn't come here. It came here February, I think, 2005. So, there was a, about three months gap. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about now because it doesn't happen. No. Thank no, God. Remember, I, I still remember the days where we were waiting around six months for a Pokemon game to come out. That sucked. That sucked nuts. <laughs> that was really awful. Um, it was it was a time in gaming where it was just like Australia is like, well, guess you're not hmm. guess you're not getting this while everybody else talks about it on the internet, or you know, not 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 a lot of fun hmm. at all. I remember waiting around six months for Emerald pretty impatiently uh, on GBA. <laughs> that was awful. When like you're on Cerebi and like updating, it. oh look, you can get the uh, Johto starter Pokemon by completing the Pokedex, and there's this <laughs> special area, and there's the and you're just like going through all these Japanese screens of. The game of, oh. of stuff that's already happening, yeah, yeah, no, and then we still had the same problem for a little while there with the DS. Well, it's not until um, I think no, Pokemon X and Y on the 3DS was the first time there was a global release. Yep, that's correct. Um, I yeah. can't remember. I remember Heart Gold Soul Silver. I remember waiting for that for a long time from the Japanese release. Yeah, mm. yep. But even that was better because it was sort of synced up with America. But back in the Game Boy Advance day, it was. It was probably three months after the American version come out, even. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a bit of a <laughs> run around. Mm. Really, it wasn't just with Pokemon games either. But at the time, it was like, well, you know, handheld gaming was Pokemon. Yeah, for us, even even in the DS era, it was kind of like, well, there's a bunch of other games, but there's Pokemon. Well, I'm, I look at my gaming library of my DS games, and probably a third are Pokemon games. Oh yeah, whether they're the spin-off games or the main titled games, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like it's it, you know a lot of the uh, spin-off Pokemon games were pretty good as well, so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't really that much of a big deal. You know, you had mm. Pokemon Pinball, you had uh, Pokemon Conquest was also pretty good. You know, did um, you play much of that? Because that was at the very tail end. <clears throat> I played, a, I yeah. bought it and played a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I played a little bit of it, but I didn't. I, I didn't I didn't stick around with it long enough to be bothered to be participate in like the online events and stuff they had. Yeah, where you got free Pokemon or whatever. Okay, yeah, I never did that. No. Yeah, no, no. Nah, if you remember, the DS was really hard to connect to the internet. Oh, 
boy was it the yeah. DSi was um, easier if it was DSi enabled software yeah but uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no just just thinking back to when I I first got my DS it was like the fat one yep and that was that was the first system where I actually anticipated it I got my Game Boy Advance SP for Christmas it had been out for I guess a year at that point the Game Boy Advance SP and yeah. got, the, got the Pokemon games on that played that I dabbled in a bit of Mario and a bit of like a Digimon game here and there but like I didn't go outside of Pokemon that much no yeah yeah the DS was the first system where I'm like I want this researched it and at the time it was it was so I don't know I'm going to say revolutionary but just like looking at all the things that had like touch screens where they weren't on anything I remember touch screens were only like on ATMs yeah <laughs> around yeah. the place yeah, and it, was, that, it was such a big deal. That you've yeah. got this thing in your pocket that has two screens, has a microphone, and has like 3D graphics, yeah. which which were pretty impressive as well. I mean, we were just we were happy enough as it was, probably just you know opening it up, not putting a game in at all, and then just running Picto Chat and just yeah. sending random crap to and each Picto other. Chat, how good was Picto Chat? Picto Chat was great. <laughs> like it, that, that's one of the ideas that sort of superseded like. All, all these apps on the smartphone, which like Snapchat and all the, like um, the, the DSi, the software built into that was doing Snapchat before Snapchat. Well, yeah. It, yeah. Just, it just wasn't on a phone, so you couldn't send it. And if Nintendo sort of made an app for that on a bigger device, it could have really taken off. But. Yeah, it could have, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was kind of like, well, um, at least for us, I think, uh, PictoChat was just something we could just stuff around on. Yeah, mainly. I don't even think it mattered if we if we'd played games because at that point, like when we when we first sort of got all together and we all had them, and you know we only had a limited selection of games at that point. It was just kind of like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, let's stuff around on Picto Chat and draw penises. I don't know. Yeah, draw dicks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just just do whatever, man. You know yeah. that that was that was one of the better parts mm. of just it being on that console. Uh, I I actually launched my uh, light the other day. Yeah, and I was just like, "God, this is nostalgic." It is, isn't and it? that's weird to say because, like, as kids, we we again we were anticipating it, and it felt so brand new and flashy to us. Hmm. And then looking back on it now, it's just like, "God, this is old." Yeah, this is old somehow. Because I, I I got my DS for my birthday, and from I guess it was February to June. That's when my birthday is. Uh, Target. Uh, had a um a demo setup of Super Mario sixty four DS setup, mm-hmm. and I had to stretch my arms as far as I could go up to play the damn thing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was worth it. I'd I'd such a sore neck and back after it because I almost needed like a stool yeah. <laughs> to play it. But man, I love I I love the DS. Just the thing is with that as a launch title too, uh, Super Mario sixty four DS. Mm. Like that was that was like I. As a kid, I was skeptical because I was kind of like, "Well, look, you know, Super Mario sixty four. What what can you change?" But somehow, it just made made it obviously the best iteration of the game. If you if you're enjoying it casually, mm. of course. I hear a lot of people being like, "Oh, I really hated that game because it was on a D pad," eh. which I can see, but I did. It didn't. Obviously, I was a kid, so maybe I'm just naive on it or whatever. But I didn't have an issue with it whatsoever, just no, being on a D-pad. Not, not really either. No, mm. I like the thing is, is like uh, joystick is joystick is great and all, but for something that's such a quite a simple experience at base level, 
mm. Super Mario 64, it's not a bad thing. No. If, if you if you give me, like, I don't know, a fighter and give me a D-pad, I'd, I'd probably suck ass anyway because I'm, I'm terrible at movement inputs. Mm. But if you give me a joystick, I'll probably pull it off a lot better. Um, but that's something you need to be intricate about sort of thing. Mm. You know, trying to play Smash Bros with the Wiimote, remember that? Yeah. You know, that that was that was awful. It's not ideal, but no, it's, it's, it's there not if a, you need it. Exactly, exactly. That's yeah. that's exactly how it felt like with Super Mario sixty four yeah. uh DS. It was kind of just like, well, you know, it's it's a thing that exists I, and it's it's got a limited control scheme, mm. shit happens. The mini games were great. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> mini games were great. Like it was it was it was basically everything you wanted in a launch title because it was like a solo experience. You had a multiplayer experience within it and then you had like an updated version of a game that people already love. Yeah. You know, it it was really like to to hear people say, I didn't like it. It's just like, so you liked it for the one, one, one glaring issue it has. The control. Yeah. Which is, which is the control. But what about everything else that was put in it? <laughs> a lot of people... Break, do you remember the little wristband you got with the DS? Yeah. And you could put it on your thumb and you could use that on the touchscreen as an analog stick? Yeah. Essentially? Yeah. Like, it's terrible. But I, I completely forgot about it even come with one of them because all the models after, they dropped it? Yeah, yeah. They mm. saw no point in it. Yeah. We just used to call it the thumb strap and that was the so way So, like, it was. oh, it's a thumb strap. You can use it as the second stick for Metroid and all mm. of these uses which... Obviously, it doesn't work very well at no. all. I yeah, I ended up um, like in in uh, Metroid. I ended up defaulting to double pad anyway. Yeah, you yeah. know, like sure, the aiming's not super fantastic or anything like that. But Metroid somehow made do with it. It did, did. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone else is using it too, so well, everyone's hindered. <laughs> that's it. Every everyone is hindered. It's not a big. It's not a big deal. And like, I, and I say this a lot, but it's one of my favorite Metroid experiences. Is Stale as some of the bosses get and all that crap, but uh, yeah, I I still stand by the campaign was yeah pretty boring, pretty pretty boring. Yeah, which is which is fair. I but... couldn't finish it as a kid. I'm like, I because I I got to a certain point. I'm, like, I'm stopping. This isn't enjoying. But I, maybe a couple of years later, I went back to it. Yeah, and I did the same boss. Went went through that area again. <laughs> did same another boss. boss. Yeah, which was a different like. There's either that big tower where you shoot the lights off of it, or oh, the giant um, eyeball. The giant eyeball. I'm like, ah, oh, this is. This is rubbish. Instead of instead of using missiles, I'm using a different weapon this time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, nah. no. I'd I'd still say it's probably still one of my favorite though. Like the again the solo the solo wasn't that great, but the fact that you could jump in multiplayer, you could have some bots on or something. Yeah. Well, we've talked about we've talked about this on the show before, but that multiplayer was just oh, it was stellar, spectacular, it's like awesome. Imagine if that just got like a HD remaster or something mm. on the 3ds. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, because it was it was easily one of the most enjoyable things I had as a multiplayer shooter um, until I got into my teenage years and I started going edgy and going <laughs> Call, Call of Duty and Battlefield and all that crap. But like, yeah. you know, th- thinking back to it, I think I had more fun playing them than I ever did. Really? Mm. Wow. You know, uh, I just think that like... You loved Call of Duty as well. Yeah. That's co- a big call. The thing is, is like Call, Call of Duty comes with a lot of stresses. Yeah, yeah, like when when you start when you start performing like crap, or you get like a hacker in your game or something, and you just don't feel like playing it anymore. Mm. Never really got that with Metroid. Yeah, you know, well, we're we're all just sitting around in the same room, just enjoying yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Did you play much online with Metroid? Uh, I played a couple times, and I didn't have too many problems at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, 
I don't know. It, it's kind of it's kind of a pass off. It's like if you've played that game online, you get a little bit of like a, a quake satisfaction almost. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much you know. That's, actually, that's not a bad way to sort of describe it, is it? Yeah, it was very quakey. Yeah, yeah. It's just, very much like quake. Just sort of like a like small arenas. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Small small arenas with some silly guns and you know morph ball modes that just 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 think is is Doom's multiplayer any any. Any uh, way comparable to it's it's been here and there, but I know I know it's it, pretty much the same concept. Yeah, yeah, because I I know the latest Doom it hasn't had the um greatest rap for its multiplayer, but I haven't played it myself. But just thinking about it, say so, hey, Doom could actually pull that off pretty well. That yeah. sort of that multiplayer. Yeah, I th- I think they do. I just think I just think in in a world of like realism and all that shit with games and mm. it it's not really favored by by people. But in my opinion, as somebody who actually used to get on like uh computers in high school and we all used to have like usb drives with Qu- uh, quake 4 on them mm-hmm. you just just jump on quake 4 and kill each other it was great yeah that's awesome because you don't need anything over overdone because it, w- it was really strange in high school actually um because it, it was like in year year nine we were playing quake uh at tennyson and then by the time we got to year 12 a bunch of people were playing call of duty 2 Oh, okay, <laughs> so it was like a big transition thing, but I think I I think I had more fun with Quake. <laughs> just just as the the school computers slowly get better, so I can run these older games. <laughs> yeah. just, I, they're I dare just... say they'll cracked as well. Oh yeah, they yeah. just purposely <laughs> found the oldest game they could find, so it was mm. one easy to crack, and two would run on the shitty computers. Yeah, you know that that's generally what happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, playing Quake in high school reminded me of how much like I liked I liked um, Metroid Multi. We should crack it out sometime. Uh, look, I want to, but God knows where I can find my cartridge. Well, yeah. I think I think it actually must have got stolen. It because... is download play, and I like playing a Samus, so yeah, true. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, it, it's it's really unfortunate, but like I had all my games in the collection, and I was you know proud of that collection and stuff like that. But there's yeah. one game that went missing, and it's, that was Metroid. Was Metroid. Did you ever get the demo? Yeah, you did, didn't you? I've still yeah. got the demo. See that that annoys me with my original DS. They all came with. The demo, the Metroid demo, yeah. And for for whatever reason, mine was just a blank DS. Didn't have the demo. Yeah, which sucked. But Weird, strange. Yeah, I I I I, ha- I have actually got my copy of the demo pretty close. Like I know where it is. I just wish I could find the full copy of the game because mm. I damn love that game. Yeah. <laughs> and now I don't have it anymore. And yeah. Oh well, it's strange. Mm. Yeah, so I had I had the the fat DS, and when when I went to your place for your birthday that one time, and I saw your DS, mm. I'm like, holy shit! Like the screens are just, don't just way better. Yeah, no comparison between those screens. And when I when I gave yours back and I opened mine to play a game, I'm like, God, what am I looking at? <laughs> I think I literally asked you, like, did you do something to my DS? Because I can barely see the goddamn thing. <laughs> Did you turn it down or whatever? No, the DS lights were that just much of an improvement. Yeah, just yeah. just the way they're constructed, the way they look, oh, like yeah. the button, like everything's way better. That yeah. make, makes the DS look like such a prototype. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, um, but same could be said about the GBA and the SP as well. Oh. It was almost yeah. it was almost like uncomparable. I did like I did love my original GBA, but it was kind of like, well, there's no backlight and yeah. it makes a pain in the ass to play. Like, yeah, the, there was there was glaring issues. I with think it. it's one of the Castlevania games at the um, very start. It's that dark you cannot play it. Yeah, 
yeah. unless you have a light right above it. Even then, you know, it doesn't help that much having a light right there. No, <laughs> no, it's just a big glaring blue yeah. light bulb on the screen. Yeah, because the original Game Boy Advance, it's sort of like they they took the Game Boy Color, they put more power in it and mm. made it a better form factor for your hands and that, but they didn't actually change it a whole lot necessarily. No, yeah. But with the Game Boy Advance, they or SP, they really obviously uh, completely overhauled it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Completely swapped it up, but in, in saying that, like the the small things that the DS Lite offered were welcome changes. Mm. You know, like it was more compact. I felt like my uh, my DS Lite I've st- I still currently have uh, has the the one that came at the end of that story. I should probably mention uh, it. Uh, it got a cracked hinge, and the hinge I, f- I find the, I find the hinges are very flimsy. Yeah, they were on the DS Lite. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really strange. I don't know why, but then yeah, it it broke, and I've got like this setup on it that actually is still sitting there today, where I had like a bunch of folded up paper. <laughs> oh yeah, I and remember it was that. Duct tape oh. down the back. So sad. <laughs> and it would it would hold it would hold it up almost like a cast. It was <laughs> it was great. It was great. Oh, wonderful. Oh, it's it's still on there. It never it never came off. Um, but uh, you know, I, I still played the crap out mm. of that. DS Lite until 3DS came around. <laughs> so yeah, when I when I was saving up for my DS Lite, I'm like, I want a white one, nice, sleek, white, you know, nice looking system. And I went to a went to Target Country, went, I'll get a DS Lite. I said, oh yeah, what color would you like? And just I'm like, black. <laughs> just, I, just, I changed my mind just last Snap minute, like that. Yeah, yeah, got a black one. Um, probably a good thing you did too. And uh, like years later, I ended up getting a DSi when they came out as well. Yeah. And with the DSi, I went with a white one. Yeah. And just in my opinion, I think just the black surrounding the screen is so much better than oh, the white one. Yeah. It makes the screen that look that much better just having the black around it. Yeah, absolutely. And it also keeps it that much cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the black one wasn't too good for fingerprints. It was pretty... Oh, yeah. It was a but nightmare. But... You see the grime on the white ones and yeah. all that shit that gets stuck under the cover and it especially, stands Especially out. the DSi being matte. Oh, yeah. It just stains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to be really careful with it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Because they just, they just turn yellow. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> 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 it's just like what do you do? Did you piss on your DS? <laughs> oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, some weird fetish. Mm. Yeah, I loved having the um that little that 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 little what do you call it slot for the where the Game Boy Advance games go. So when you don't have a Game Boy Advance game in there, it just looks flush. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just little things like that. Even though it was a bit annoying, just but it stuck out a bit. But yeah, but oh well. That's yeah. a small concession, I guess. Can't, can't have everything. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, there, were, there was some real... Like, there was honestly some really great gems on it, apart from, you know, your your Pokemon games and the launch games. The launch games are fantastic as well, but, you know... Project Rub. Uh, <laughs> Project Rub. Um, but uh, one, one thing that really stuck out about it, actually, is that not a lot of people were impressed with the... Uh, with the DS cylinders until Spirit Tracks decide to come around near the end of its life. Mm. Um, but personally, I actually I actually like Phantom Hourglass as repetitive as it was. The thing is, it's like I, like it's the same with Metroid. Really, when you looked past the repetitiveness, it was a good game. Yeah, you know th- there was some uniqueness to it. Linebeck was a good character, and in, in um, he was yeah yeah. Like w- we we've had this discussion before where I'm just like. I really don't like Phantom Hourglass. Just going back to that one tower and having to redo it each time. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly think they're 
fun Zelda puzzles either. No, no, not really. No. So, I I never ended up finishing. I I got to a point where I, I don't even care. I don't care. They're not creative like they are in Link Between Worlds. Link, oh God, no! Link. Well, that game is so special. Yeah, Link it Between is. Worlds, yeah. It is. Yeah, not only not only uh, for the fact that it's you know an amazingly crafted game but it's also one of those games where you look at the end credits and you just like oh a water's name is there and you're just like oh jeez this is like <laughs> the last zelda game he's really been around since re- since it was released yeah you know um did, did you play spirit tracks no i didn't no. <laughs> i was actually about to say that i'm i'm a person that played phantom hourglass and i've, I've been saying to him for years you should probably just finish it um, well, get it out of the way and you'll be like you know you won't touch spirit tracks so I'm like I, I can't be fucked either so <laughs> <laughs> argument ends there I, under- <laughs> I understand spirit tracks is a very um, very highly rated game among people for, um, for the most part well for one with spirit tracks they ironed out the kinks in the touch controls yeah which were you know to do a roll you had to do like a little swell on the screen and stuff like that Mm. They they made that so it's not it works every time and stuff like that oh yeah which, um, it's fine yeah and what I loved most about the game was the um the instrument they used. They used the, the uh, pan flute, which, yeah. is, which in the game they're called spirit flute. Yep. And um, that's just a, that's that 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 game actually made me fall in love just with that kind of music. It's so mm. so soothing, so nice. It actually, I actually went and bought a pan flute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I did. Yeah, I'm like, I want to learn how to use do the pan flute until I'm like. Who the hell is going to be able to teach me to learn a freaking pan flute in rural <laughs> South Australia? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But, oh well, you, you, you still bought it and you still loved it, so that's all yeah. that matters. And the, being at, like playing the songs in the uh, in, in the flute itself to progress, or well, I can't remember, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And uh, in that game, you do go back to the same place, but you're not redoing the same puzzles. Yeah, so you're if doing you get, if you get, ones, if you get yeah. to floor five and you go off, you come back, you start from four or five and you go on to six. Yeah. So you're not redoing the same crap. And- yeah, you're not starting from floor one and then going up or whatever. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, is with the Temple and the Temple of the Ocean King in uh, uh, Phantom Hourglasses, I don't know, it, it, it was like if you didn't know where you were going and you didn't do it quick enough, you didn't know the puzzles or whatever, and then you get sent back and you've got to do it again. That was a pain in the ass. yes. Like, I, I there's no way I'm never going to admit that because that's that is the body well truth. But, like, the fact of seeing, like, a Wind Waker-ish-esque, like, C was fantastic, you know? Mm. You got, again, Linebeck as a character was fantastic as well. Yeah. And having having that uh, second screen to just, like, do little notes on to yeah. mark mark where a secret is to come back to. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, like, the little things that made it a Zelda experience still, as long as you didn't mind the repetitiveness, which, yeah, I, I would have easily mentioned it at some point on this show, but repetitiveness in Zelda is a very big a big gripe for me and uh, like Skyward Sword suffers that consequence with me mm. well Twilight Princess was it suffered from it a bit yeah um Spirit, I, Spirit I, Tracks I mean, is the I worst mean, pardon I wouldn't even really say it suffered a lot I mean I, I love Twilight Princess I'm not putting it down but it, it, it did suffer which one are you talking about like which part are you talking about in specifics Oh, just you know, going like it's it's got a very certain formula to it. So you're going, you discover oh, yeah. a new area, you're okay. clearing out the bugs, you do the bit there, yeah, right. go to another area. You're, you're talking about the entry point of the game, yeah, I yeah. Get you. Like no, 
fucking best dungeons in the whole series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, fantastic dungeons, fantastic bosses. Story, yeah. fantastic. The way it ends, you're like, wow, cool. Yep, yeah. <laughs> awesome game. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, no. no yeah, I, I was just trying. I was, yeah, I was just trying to get a gauge. Yep, that's all. Um, Phantom Hourglass. I reckon that's probably the worst. Is it the worst game in the series? It's it's a hard. I do not think it's the worst game in the series. I think there's probably no. There has to be something out there that's worse. For me, I found Phantom Hourglass more enjoy- enjoyable than Skyward Sword, which says a lot. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like the thing is. Um, the reason that's that's why I can't call Phantom Hourglass the worst in the series, and I know there has to be something worse than Skyward Sword because Skyward Sword had good moments. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Skyward Sword was like, hey, look, it's the land of Hyrule being birthed, <laughs> like essentially, mm. and so there was a lot of lore there. There was a lot of, you know, uh, like Zelda mythology type mm. thing going on. There's and- epic moments too, just in the, oh yeah, in the yeah. cutscenes, yeah, but. Uh, the thing is, is that the stamina bar was terrible, you know, like, it sucked running out of stamina in that game. In Breath of the Wild, it's like you run out of stamina, and it's like, well, I stacked it. Fantastic. It's not, not it's not like uber punishing, and then you have to... Oh, it depends how high in the air you are or something. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but even then, you know. You can just drop down and do it last second. Yeah, like you can there, there, is, there is actually, like, a little trick you can do to avoid fall, fall damage in Breath of the Wild today. Where like you can just like switch, um, you you go to throw your weapon, and if you switch at a certain frame, you just avoid all damage when you fall. Okay. Yeah. So if you know if if you really hate fall damage that much, there's a way to avoid it. Um, yeah, I hate it if it kills me. <laughs> but in but in uh, Skyward Sword, they made stamina such a big deal. You know, yeah. uh, going back to areas to clear them out of the, you know, what whatever it was that was essentially wolf trials, but they were awful because you had no sword or no way to attack. And as soon as you got touched by something, you got reset, no matter how far you were into looking for these damn things. And, <laughs> you, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was a pain in the butt. Yeah. But um, in in, in uh, Phantom Hourglass, it's just like overlooking the Temple of the Ocean King, um, which... I generally do most of the time. I enjoyed it. But if you have to add the Temple of the Ocean King in there, I still think that it provided more of a challenge than running around like a headless chook looking for looking for gems in a place you've already been before with enemies that just... Mm. They tap you and you're dead, and that's that's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I didn't mind those sections. Oh, I don't... It just bugs me because they reused areas. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what that is. It's like, what, what, what can we do to not have to make more environment <laughs> well it, yeah it, i don't know it's just so after especially for me for me okay as somebody who played wind waker you know it was it was like cool big open sea you know stuff to do little secrets hidden everywhere stuff like that you know i, I got the same vibe vibe from phantom hourglass it's like cool big sea open area stuff to do blah blah, blah. you go to the cloud like the clouds in Skyward Sword, it was just a barren, empty place with a little couple of islands around the joint. And you're just like, wow. Mm. So what was the point of having this bird all along then? If there's only going to be a couple of islands, why don't you just attach them to the main island and call it a day? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> flying, much. Flying yeah. around on the bird is not fun anyway. Like, well, with the motion controls, no. 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 It was absolutely not fun. So mm. it was kind of like, well, you know, pin, pinned down to it, I guess the moral of the story is, is that like I, I felt like there was less trudge in phantom hourglass which is a surprise to most people and then it wasn't then there wasn't skyward sword the only thing i can think of that's worse in my opinion is probably zelda 2 and that's because i don't like the format 
Yeah, and it's hard to go back to because it's a super old game, and it is. Yeah, it's uh, not like the original where you can go and you can still you can explore and yeah, exactly. You yeah. still get a gauge on what you're doing. I mean, that's what the whole premise of Breath of the Wild is about. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Mm. But uh, in Zelda Two, it's just like here's Final Fantasy in Zelda form with some 2D parts. <laughs> Final Fantasy open world where you run into random encounters and mm. yeah, it's, it's a really strange game that game. Yeah, well, yeah. they just they try something different. Well, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but um, there was also there's also something I think that we should bring up, which was uh, the further development of the Mario RPGs. Yeah, they, God, they they pumped out. Was, oh, only two, wasn't it? It's it a, was two. It's yeah. the 3DS when they went to town. <laughs> yeah, 3DS they really went to town. But I I feel like um, they lacked quality compared to the yeah DS yeah, yeah. iterations yeah. Well, Partners in Time was one of our like beyond like around our friends group was one of our most played games. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, yeah. Partners in Time was a damn good Mario RPG, you know. Um, and you can get that on. Uh, uh, wait, can you get that on the Wii U now along with Superstar uh, Saga? I got no idea. I, I think don't, you, I don't remember it. I but. think you can, and I would actually boot up my Wii U again and go buy that on the eShop just so I have a copy of it somewhere. Mm. You know, um, I. I'm a pretty big fan of the Mario RPGs. Like I, um, I actually originally played uh, Legend of the Seven Stars uh, back in the emulator days. Oh, <laughs> bad boy! <laughs> um, but you know, when we're all young, we all did it anyway. So you can't judge me. No. Yeah, but um, you know, obviously coming around and coming along a SNES and all that you know it was impossible so emulator it was anyway uh, and I loved Super Mario RPG it was an RPG developed by Square Square makes good RPGs they do they do they make famous RPGs they're very good at it and somehow they managed to translate a Mario game into a fantastic RPG uh, but move forward into the future and then they went they basically went from Super Mario RPG to Mario and Luigi it was pretty much the follow up series and those RPGs were damn good. Yeah, you know they they kept they they kept everything that was good about turn-based combat. Um, they added in some really unique dodging mechanics, mm. some really unique attack mechanics. It's it all more, felt very Mario. Yeah, it's a lot more interactive. Like mm. the uh, the Square game was fairly interactive. Just you know, yeah, it was a typical RPG. Yeah, yeah, timing it. Yeah, a-, a presses to oh yeah depends yeah. on that, but it it still had all that, but like it felt more alive in Superstar Saga, mm. and then when they added in uh, babies, the babies, <laughs> uh, and the use of the second screen in Partners in Time, it was just a whole nother ball game. Mm. They yeah. were they were really good games. Like, um, I didn't I didn't what was that next after that was it Bowser's Inst- no. Was it? Yeah, Bowser's Inside it was, Story. It was yeah. Bowser's Inside Story. I never got around to playing it. Mm. I don't know why, but I, I think at the time Bowser's Inside Story started uh, came out. It was like near the end of its life. Yeah, it was, yeah. And yeah. also, it was only out for a certain amount of time before they took it away. Yeah, yeah. It was really... I've never I've never seen a uh, first-party no. Nintendo game been traded like that, ever. No, yeah. It's really weird. It's really strange, it but ca- it, apparently it, people liked it. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait till it's $50 or just, you know... Ten dollars yeah. off. Yeah, and it went. Yeah, it was like a month. It was gone. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, and I never got. I never got around to playing it. I think because at the time it was just like, well, we're looking to the future now. The three DS is coming, and yeah, you know, and I think I was just kind of like, well, I, I suppose I'll give it a miss for now and see see what happens with it later. And then I just never ended up mm. playing it. Yeah, I only started playing it last year. Yeah, yeah, you get mm. a copy in a in a nice little garage sale. 
yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I went in. Um, it actually, I got two DSIs, one black and one blue. Yeah. And after afterwards, I remembered that the blue version was only available in America because mm. instead of uh, instead of instead of black, I think they got blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. 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 So I can play uh, uh, American. American games. DSI games, yeah. Yeah. Which aren't many at all. <laughs> well, no. But That's it. I can play the eye game where, like, eye, like, it's got eye training. Do you remember eye training? Eye training? No, I don't. <laughs> it's like a brain training game, but for your eyes, you use the DSI camera. I figured as much. You figured, yeah. I yeah. assumed you did. Yeah. But the, the audience would have been like, what does eye mean? <laughs> Might mean the eye of your heart. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, but I'm sure. Just quickly going back to the the DS consoles, what, what was your favorite like just ds light because that's the oh yeah i, th- I think i think it, i think it sort of comes down to ds light again i never really owned a dsi i think the lack of the lack of a um I had a lack of a gba port mm. you know and that was a big killer for me because i loved gba games the thing is yeah is, for sure yeah like gba is yeah, almost almost my favorite system and like the thing is is um I've I've spent so much time on my 3ds now. I think I could almost consider it the 3ds. A lot better games on DS probably, but because mm. I can because I can backwards compatibility, I think it's just yeah. It's hard, isn't it? It it, it is pretty hard because yeah. they both had pretty fantastic libraries, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, the lack of backwards compatibility in the DSIs shut me down a bit, and I'm like, ah, well, that's a shame, mm. you know. We saw it come back more in the 3DS. Obviously, we've got uh, Virtual Console and yeah, but not for Game Boy Advance though. Yeah, it's only the ten Game Boy Advance games we've got with the uh, Ambassadors program. Yeah, a bun- I, I still get, a, I still hear like a bunch of people complaining about that. And they're like, "Why can't we have GBA games?" I'm Ex- like, "Well, exactly why?" I'm like, "Ambassadors program, yeah, <laughs> yeah." But we got our ten games, but it'd be nice to get more. It'd be nice to get more, sure, but. Put some Pokemon's on there. I don't even care now because the 3DS is yeah, the, yeah, this past. <laughs> it, it's it's really yeah, it's really strange to see that like in terms of handheld, the DS has gone. Now the 3DS is gone, and now we're on the Switch. Um, but I still look back and go, hey, look at all these really cool games on the DS that I loved. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I know I know that's the same with nostalgia for everybody, but I just think like I don't know with these handheld consoles that generally, especially as kids, it generally didn't last. We'd push mm. through to the next console, and we'd be like, "Oh, yeah. check out all this new gear." Yeah, because I I remember towards the end of DS life, DS's life, I was like, "I'm sick of the DS." It's you know, mm. the graphics are showing their age, and even compared to iPod touches at the time, where you could play, just you know, something shit. that looks incredible. Yeah, but uh, like there was um, there's Call of Duty Zombies on iPod Touch. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, it's, yeah, like you could play some pretty impressive things on. On it, I actually re-downloaded that the other day. <laughs> Did you on yeah. your on your iPhone? Yeah, tried okay. it out and was like, oh yeah, I remember this. I remember <laughs> being very sly, but I used my multiplayer on yeah. it anyway. But yeah, yeah. Actually, just going just going back back to the uh, Game Boy Advance compatibility, um, I didn't I didn't mind too much because I still had my DS DS Lite original DS and Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. So if I wanted to play Game Boy Advance games, I could. But just the DSi was such a nice form factor. Oh yeah, yeah. And as you said, the UI, um, the in cam- the cameras included in it, had really fun software. As I said before, mm-hmm. to like warp your faces and 
it had like the the face swap and everything. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But this was 2010. How many years was that before Snapchat or just a mobile app which blew up? Mm. A long time. Yeah, yeah. We already had all those filters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but obviously. <laughs> it didn't go too far in Nintendo's memory banks. They're kind of just like, ah, oh, people forget about all this, and then mm. they become a big thing, you know, on so, mobile phones. Yeah, they could have beaten Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, could have just, you know, did it before them. Made an app. <laughs> and the the uh, do you remember the audio recording? You could record in thirty second snippets, yeah. and you could make them really high pitch, or yeah, yeah. Oh, and you could put your own music on there too. I completely forgot about that. So that was your first yep. MP3 compatibility with. Nintendo console. Yeah, yeah. So I used to use that for a little bit of my music. And you could speed up the songs to so be really slow. You could just play over your music, the pictures and all that, mm-hmm. which you couldn't do on your iPod or Actually, phone. was it? Was it the first MP3 compatibility with a Nintendo console? Did DSLs come out before the Wii? Uh, well... Wii has it, I know. Yeah, the Wii did. The Wii did have it. In a, in a, very, um, in a, very, in a very minor matter. You could play like Excite Truck. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't it was an update at some point too. Yeah, right. Well, maybe the Wii had it, but yeah. it's a lot more um, robust on the DSi. Yeah, because you could carry it around in your pocket and take it anywhere with you. Mm. And it was only for a certain amount of games and whatever. Wii. Yeah. Still, there was fun in the Excite Truck. Mm. <laughs> mm. I never had a DSi XL though. No, I never either. had that much money to buy every single DS. Well, <laughs> you know, the, I think that was the most appealing one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the time, I remember it being announced, and they're like, mm. "Oh, they're showing it all to all these grandparents, and they're having fun." Right? God, it was marketed weird. It was marketed weird. It, it was just marketed towards the grandparent who wants to play brain training, and yeah. all all the marketing was just old people. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, and I remember just thinking, "Why well, do I want this?" But when you grow up, you sort of like, "Oh, big screens are good." <laughs> yeah, big screens are nice for my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the 3DS XL came out, you're like, "This is much better than those tiny little screens." Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, no, At, no, never go back. <laughs> or to be to be honest, I've actually reverted back when when we got the uh, the 3DS models when they upgraded to the the news the new ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I ended up getting both because why not? I guess I don't know. And yep. I, I actually use my, um, especially on the Switches out, since that's a big, big handheld. I use my smaller new 3DS XL. Yeah, no, which not that, XL, sorry, just new 3DS. Yeah, which is fair. Because that's as easy to chuck in your pocket and. Yeah, it's 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 compact enough that mm. you don't have to fucking feel it poking out of your pocket. Yeah. 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 So I, I use that. So yeah. there's uses for both. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, is there anything else on the on the DS that you can think that's noteworthy? What game was? We've already we've already talked a ton about WarioWare Touch last episode, so yes. I probably won't I, won't I won't touch too much on that. Oh, I love that. Uh huh. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Go listen to the last episode if you want to. I mean, we we did talk about Pokemon, but we didn't dive into like the like the DS Pokemon games a lot. Yeah, true. Um, fourth generation Domapel Platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very excited for these games. A bit too excited. <laughs> I was excited for them and kind of let down. Yeah, so you you talk about we've talked about this before. You talk you tell the audience about what you think about the fourth gens. Uh, I don't know. The thing is, the thing is with fourth the fourth gen games, it, they just felt incredibly slow. They spent more time reiteration uh, reiterating on evolutions for old Pokemon, and their designs were just. You can tell if something was made for Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, it was really, really, yeah kind of special like you think of like Tangrowth 
or Licky Licky. Oh God! Yeah, I I I hate most of the Diamond and Pell evolutions. The evolutions were fine. Evolutions were fine. Yeah. I, I, I love Porygon Z. Oh yeah, Porygon Z was. Porygon awesome, Z is yeah. one of my favorite. But you Pokemon. can also tell it's a Diamond and Pearl Pokemon. <laughs> they, mm. The Diamond and Pearl Pokemon, they're just they're just smooth. <laughs> they're just smooth. But to be fair, Porygon Z, he looks or it looks like an evolution of yeah, what, it does of it what does. Porygon Two would have been. Yeah, it does. It, it, but f- for some reason, Tangrowth and Licky Licky, they just it does kind of bother me that they called it Porygon Z though. I guess. <laughs> mm. It's not even the computer sounding thing. Z. No. Yeah. Could have called it Porygon Three Point Because, because the idea of Porygon Z is that it's uh, become corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I don't know. I don't know if Z is a computer term or something. I've got no idea. Do you no, the yeah, no, I don't think so. No, I don't. I, don't I, I think it was just another form name. They were just like, yeah, kind of like how they're just like, hey, look, mm. guys, it's it's Sol Galio and Lunala Ultra 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 Dusk. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't remember the form <laughs> names. It's like a, a, like Eclipse something. And yeah. I think I think overall, I really enjoyed Diamond Pearl though. Just. Uh, even the fact that they were the first Pokemon games to go online, I was excited to play them, and I and I and I finished them excited, but then the second playthrough was where it got me. That's where I got really bad. Mm, I played those games a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just remember I just remember looking back on it after I restarted, being like, "Why am I playing this again?" Which is the first time I've ever had to say that about a Pokemon game. Mm. I was just like, I, it feels really long." <laughs> yeah. It does, it does. It feels really long. I hate Mount, Mount Coronet. It's a giant maze. And no, wasn't, no matter, a, wasn't no, a fan of that bit, no. No matter how many times I went back to that, restarted the game and went back to that fucking mountain, <laughs> I always got lost. Mm. I hated it. <laughs> it was it was bullcrap. And you're running through this giant mountain that's filled with Zubats and you're just like... Mm. Uh, I, no. feel like uh, I feel like Platinum, the third version, uh, fixed a lot of those things. Just uh, Oh, yeah. Look, Platinum was good. Mm. Uh I won't. I won't deny that there. But I. F- I feel like. I feel like platinum was like that crystal jump up almost, crystal level jump up. It was almost. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like the content. The content was more vibrant, and stuff like that. Mm. Well, they, was... they actually they sped up the gameplay. Just and they did the battle yeah. scenes and that and everything. Yeah. Because that's that's a lot of people's main complaint with Diamond and Pearl. Just that their, the battle scenes are slow. too slow. Yeah. And I can't really remember the pace of them actually at the moment but no yeah if you go back to it, especially after um the 3ds games with a sped it right up yeah absolutely but like it, yeah it was a crystal level jump up like it was crazy how much it jumped mm. up um and it made the game more enjoyable but it was it was still probably maybe maybe the story pacing was just a bit too slow still for me i, I don't know mm. the thing is is that we have a we have a serious pacing issue with Pokemon at the moment where it's just like everybody's talking in Sun and Moon nobody shuts up hate it yeah yeah. I think uh, fourth gen really come into its own with Heart Gold Soul Silver yeah, yeah. E- e- like just because they're remakes of phenomenal games yeah absolutely doesn't matter what you say <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like if you're not a Pokemon fan that's that's absolutely fine but these games were they they, they really respected what made the first games gen awesome. 2 yeah yeah, what made Gen Two amazing, mm. which was great. You know, they didn't they didn't fuck with too much, and you know, it was it was a real big real big thing for Pokemon those games. You know, God knows if I could ever find my Poker Walker ever again. I'll probably never ever see that in my life ever again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Mine's somewhere. I've got it here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, wherever it is. I, I was at, I was Discount on a um, Tamagotchi. Anyway, when uh, we we because I, I assume you did too, but I actually played Heart Gold all in Japanese before it come out here yeah. in Australia. Because yeah. we we had enough for yeah we had yeah. enough for we 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 still bought our games, but the games were we, we either couldn't find or were like that's not worth sixty dollars when I'm. A primary school student, or high school then, early high school. Yeah, you know, money. You don't have heaps of money, so you're not going to be like, I'm going to spend sixty dollars on this. Yeah, the the but, the thing is, is um, and it was really good for getting early access to Japanese games too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say it, because because it was such a goddamn long wait for Pokemon games. It was even worse than like, you know, it'd be like, hey, look, it's out in Japan. Everybody's like, cool. And then go out in the US and you hear like this big roar from the US like, yes, finally. <laughs> and then it's like still we're three or four months down the line. It's just like, oh, just why? You know, mm. I feel so, like I feel like Heart Gold Soul Silver was pretty similar release times to the US. It was about two months. Was it two months? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was about two months. Because I feel like I would have played it in American as well. <laughs> Uh, I think he started it. I can't remember. I don't think I did. Uh, I don't know, but it, it just—I don't know. It, it was still—it was still later than everywhere else, and it was just like, oh, mm. you know, because just like, want it all out to be out at once. Because <laughs> like, I think it's a testament to that game how much I love it that I played it all in Japanese. Yep, loved it. Mm-hmm. I bought my own copy, played it, loved it. I played that. That was especially that's a really special Pokemon game to me because since I played it in Japanese, I wasn't rushing through the story, wasn't rushing to get it done. So I took the time to actually get a really good team together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I I I stopped at one bit to breed a breed a Lavatar to get a really awesome adamant um Tyranitar. Yeah, and that took me. It took me like three boxes to get an adamant one. Mm, yeah, yeah, and it it just ended up wrecking shop that thing. Yeah, I couldn't believe how good it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty fucking incredible. That lava time. <laughs> I had a we we had a battle, and they, Bryce had his prize Dragonite, and Bryce was like, you know, Dragonite, Tyranitar, uh, Dragonite is obviously faster. You know, use Ice Beam, Ground type, you're well, Rock type, you're you're gone, mate. Yeah, but yeah. no, I outsped you, Rock Slide. You're gone. One hit. Yeah, you... I love that thing. That's that's <laughs> when you really started to get a grasp on EV training, but I was still sort of in the dark about it. I was like... Oh, I spent so much, so long. Stupid amount of times EV training in that game. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I was kind of just like, oh, what's the point? I'm sure I can just win with counters. But then that happened and I was like, well, shit. Mm. I guess it does make a difference. <laughs> that's what I miss about just, just the recent 3DS games. They just... Haven't given me an, a, a reason to train up a team. No, no. I don't know. It just it really sucks it out of it, to be honest. Yeah, because I like if if there's if there's a motive there, I will raise a fucking awesome Pokemon team. Like in that game, you have a whole other region. You have the Battle Frontier. You ha- like there's so much to do yeah. in those games. Yeah, yeah. And in the new ones, you get you get they're all the same. They're like a circle, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Black and well, Black and white are great games, but you know it's a circle. That was the first one; it's fine. Mm. You get a what's what's the region called in X and Y? Uh, I got you know over on the tip of my tongue. That's not it. That's black and white. No, that's black and white. Uh, uh, God, yeah, I that's know. how forgettable it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
Um, then there's um, Kalos. Yeah, Kalos. Okay. Then there's uh, then there's yeah, Sun and Moon, which is just four islands. Just, yeah, whatever. They're small. Yeah, Can't get circle. <laughs> also, semicircle. <laughs> also, then you've got the yeah, the Afer Foundation at the bottom. So I guess it's a sort of yes. No, they're some... in the center as well, so it's a semicircle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a semicircle. <laughs> if, <laughs> God, that's almost a testament to where the series has gone. It's gone from full circle to semicircle. I was flabbergasted when. I found that you couldn't just surf around that sea. I'm like, really? Yeah. Imagine Holland. It's pretty much Holland with just without going in that sea. Mm, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, guys. Mm. There's not that much to do on each... Like, you, there's no reason to go back to each... I digress. That's the 3DS game. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just a very salty man right now because he's remember, remembering better times. I'm just thinking about Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. Just how... How fantastic. Yeah. Even thinking to the original Game Boy games. Yeah. They were good. Like how how do you how do you get from that to that? <laughs> it's over over the course of what a decade and a half. I don't know, man. They they they're, <laughs> they're just pumping them out too quick. They're not they're not thinking anymore. That's no. why when people are like I hope there's Pokemon this year, I'm like, if there's Pokemon this year, I will murder. <laughs> well, I won't murder until I play it, and it's like, oh, well, it's another meh game. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But um, black and white. They yeah. they were great as well. Yeah, they're very different. Very, yeah. Black we- black and white really pushed the message. Yeah. And, and black two, black two, white two, are probably. It, it's a real hard choice between Gen two and Gen five. Uh, Gen five point five, I guess mm. you'd call it. It's it's a hard choice for me there because, um, you know, Gen Gen five was good, like good region, some decent Pokemon designs, some shit ones. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. Every every generation. Every is generation those. is like that. It's just the further you go down the line in Pokemon, the less nostalgia becomes a prominent point. Yeah. So yeah, you're looking at it more with yeah yeah. Um. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, five point five as we'll call it, uh, was super good. Mm. It was basically like the first one was a was a was basically hey look it's Peter, <laughs> Peter wants to take away your friends, monster. Those monsters. Do you remember your first impressions when just the screenshots came out for these games? Yeah. Because they were in like 3D environments, but you know, the DS being the DS, they were super pixelated and yeah, yeah. Well, pretty gross looking. Yeah, almost, yeah. And my first impression was, oh. Somehow oh. it made it work. <laughs> like, oh. And the animated sprites were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you said, once you play the games, all oh, this it it looks good. Once you're going over this, that many bridges, there, they just wanted to show off that the <laughs> engine so bad. Three D tech. They just wanted it wanted to show off it so much. But th- the way the camera pans and everything, like it, it, it really paved the way for you know how they used the camera in the three DS games. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. And yeah, just just having everything moving too was nice. It just felt more alive. Yeah, yeah, and you really notice it if you go back to the fourth generation where they're all static and oh yeah, whatever. absolutely. I remember it being really novel when they they did that little animation in Emerald. Yeah, yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, but um, then they moved on to this, and it was just like moving pixels all the time. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah, it's awesome. But um, yeah, it was uh, for Gen Five. It was a story about beating Peter. <laughs> for for Gen Five Point Five, it was a story about. Help aiding, uh, helping aid the broken half of Peter and trying to defeat the the, the evil half of Peter, and that was, you mm. know, that was that was the story, and it yeah. it melded together really well, and it was just fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I think aside from Gen Two, where it sort of continues on 
the story like it, it's world building on top of what's already established. Yeah, yeah. I think Gen Five is pretty clearly the best, like the one of the better Pokemon stories. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it cares, it cares about itself. Yeah, well, that's a start, isn't it? Like the other <laughs> games after that didn't really care much. <laughs> the thing is, is in like even even in Gen Four, I just felt I felt a little bit empty because. I don't know. Like, the thing is, is the, the clash between Groudon and Kyogre was such a big thing. I think it was like this epic clash was going to mm. happen or whatever in Emerald. I lo- yeah, I love the Emerald story too. It was, it was yeah. fantastic. And then uh, you get to you get to Platinum and Platinum's just like, well, here's Dialga and Giratina and Palkia. But it's like, oh, they're, they're initially like, oh, we're going to capture Dialga and Palkia and make a new universe using their powers but then Giratina just swallows everything whole it's like well there goes the epic battle <laughs> it's gone now <laughs> you know I thought I thought maybe Giratina would come in and maybe knock them both out and Distortion was really cool Distortion was cool yeah but yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah like it, it just felt like it wasn't quite the same but anyway um, pushing forward from that like I don't know something, something about Gen 5's story and the epicness of that castle coming up behind the Pokemon League mm. and how they're dominating that in and black it, and white. Yeah, that was nice to buck the trend of just beat the yeah, beat the game, same yeah. as you always do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it, and it did it in a very good way and you could still go back afterwards and fight the like, fight the league as if it were per normal anyway. Mm, yeah. It was it wasn't a big deal. Uh but then, you know, in Gen five it was like, Hey look, here's his Curum. You're gonna turn him into this mega beast. <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna destroy the world with that, and then N comes in, saves the day, and well tries to save the day, and gets that, gets blown that, over. That and... is sort of weird how they do. Like, there's the third legendary, and they just do literally nothing with him, then just do his story in the third game, but it's still like the same game. It's yeah, of, yeah, it is odd, isn't it? It is. It is a little bit, but I I, I like the thing is is the black Kyurem white Kyurem thing. That thing was. Really strange, but really interesting at the same time. It was like our first real dive into form Pokemon, mm. almost, before they got touched upon more in the current generation. Mm. And that that's the thing I really liked about that too. Black and White 2 being actual sequels, seeing how the world's changed. Had, yeah, like, developed, yeah. The, yeah, developed and how the, the teams have moved on and they're split and they're against each other and they've got their sights on a different Pokemon and instead of just steering, uh, stealing Zekrom or... Uh, Reshiram. Uh, Reshiram, yeah. yeah. They uh, they want to combine their powers. Oh, like, it's 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 become a proper universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, w- it was something that was just absolutely on the ball. Mm. And I, I know... I, I feel like it's kind of like, well, with Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, that's what they tried to replicate as well. But I just, as far as I know, because I haven't finished it, obviously, as far as far as I know, it, the, the, it's not the same flavor text and it doesn't feel as important. It doesn't seem like it so far, but no, yeah, I haven't played too much. To no, be honest, so. I, I, I will play it and I will finish it eventually, but it just, I don't know, something about it. Mm. Well, as I said with Sun and Moon, I just hate how they... Get- Gabaron pacing's every, crap yeah. yeah pacing's crap every route you go to they just want to talk to you and it's not even interesting or helpful things it's just shut up guys it's just like hey cause when you we're play we're gonna screw your training wheels back on your shoes <laughs> and we're gonna lead you through this dark forest okay <laughs> cause when you get to a town you're like okay I've gotta go to the Pokemon Center and heal my Pokemon or you're like I'm gonna go into all the houses see if I get items or whatever or like you just go and see what what's up in the town yeah but yeah. Every, every fucking town you like hey hey Idruby this is the train the trainer school this is where people train 
<laughs> really? Oh. Never would have guessed it by the name. It's like, oh, look, it's Sally. Hey, Sally. It, <laughs> like, it's literally like that. It's like, damn it. It could have at least been creative about it. Like in, in DP, it had some good good ways to counteract that. It's like they had the comp- the contest for the Pokey Edge where if you explored around the town, yeah. you know, and you learn things about it and then you could just like talk to the clown, answer the quiz questions, you get an item for it, you're like, oh boy. <laughs> Like you know, it would have been a, it would have been a good way to do that sort of thing. But instead, they retract from everything around those characters and just have a spotlight on them. And they're like, "Listen to these people because they're going to teach you the basics." And then it's like, "Don't need the basics. It's fine that you've got them there, but we don't need a long-winded explanation." <laughs> You're just there, just like playing with your facial hair, like. God damn it, I'm 30 years old. I know to play my Pokemon games. Just leave me alone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just too much too much of a run around. But like, mm. w- the DS was a pretty big golden era. Oh. Like, yeah. it was. Especially closer to the end of its life. That had like four incredible Pokemon games. Six if you count black and white, but most people don't. But four incredible Pokemon games at the end of its life. And they were just phenomenal experiences. The best way the best games to train Pokemon in, you know, they had end game content there. That was just, it was good. It was really good. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Like it was a massive error error for Pokemon. Thinking back to it, we got the battle frontier and platinum, Mm -hmm. heart gold, soul silver, heart gold, Uh, soul silver. We got this, the extra safari zone at the end, all the Kanto content and the battle tower. There wasn't the battle front. uh, They had the battle tower. There was a there was something different in black and white too. I remember that that was that was black good. two and white two. They had the uh, in black two you had the city. Oh yes, the yes. city, and yeah. you had the treetop thing in. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was good. It's fantastic. Yeah. And if you beat it, you got a free shiny out of it. it yeah, was, yeah, it was good. See, look, a reward for doing something hard. That's all I want. Yeah, exactly. I just want a challenge, and it to be worth it. Yeah, there's just none of that. There's none of that in the. In the current Pokemon standards, yeah, no. That isn't just, I'm going to get, I'm going to breed for hours to get something to go online and... Get my ass handed to me by a shitty and, hacker. And have, no, <laughs> maybe not even hack it, but just um, someone who's just got a counter to me. No fault of my own, just, that's, yeah. that's how it works, that's how Pokemon works. But I just, I want that to be a nice supplement to a fantastic story that's a fantastic story and end game yeah yeah, stuff to do yeah exactly yeah well passing on from that um because we've we 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 could gush about pokemon for 500 days we could and we're it's 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 getting there boy yeah we we can make this a long episode (laughs) i think i think that's the one yeah we should talk about pokemon integrity later for now (laughs) for now let's let's predict the future all right let me get out my fucking crystal ball Oh, my, 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 my. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, and let's let's just let's just pretend that um, like the switch is the switch is going to exist. They've already said that it's it's not going to replace the 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 3ds line, et cetera, et cetera. Now let let's take that into consideration and say, what if they did come out with a third iteration of 3ds? Would you want that with the current state of situation where we have a switch? Would you want them to release a new console? Or would you rather them veto that console and put whatever they've got going to it on the Switch instead? Uh, I love the DS. We've we've gushed about it for an hour. Yep. I love the 3DS. I could gush about that for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. 
don't want another uh, DS line. Uh, I want everything going to the Switch because... Um, I just think it's their premiere. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think I think it's a lot better just for them, too, to be putting all their effort into one console. Yeah. Think, think about how much they put on DS and how much they... Well, 3DS, sorry. And how much they put on Wii U, which wasn't that much, actually. But <laughs> no. Well, but they yeah. put it all together. And so you've got Mario Odyssey coming out. You've got Zelda. You've got ARMS. You've got all these games coming out. But then you get probably like the smaller games you get that get, get Kirby that could have been a 3DS game or a handheld game yeah you know, if they still had it coming but I do think um, I think we're especially seeing with Kirby is it called Star Allies that's what it's called yeah Star Allies yeah Star yeah. Allies I think uh, that's the first game where I'm like mm, okay $80 guys bit much uh, yeah I, I don't need, know I need, always feel like, feel like that about a Kirby game but continue I think um, I would like to see the more traditional uh, handheld games on Switch, um, but I, w- I want to see discounted. <laughs> I, I just wanted like they they can make a Zelda game which is top down like Link Link Between Worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, and sure, it'll, yeah. it'll have better graphics and whatever, yeah. obviously. But I I want to see I want to see them play with the um the pricing scale a bit, not just everything's eighty dollar eighty dollar base and yeah 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 I get you because there's a it, there's a big difference between yeah. <laughs> Six like they, they charge sixty dollars for a three DS game full price here in Australia. Let, let's put it into perspective. If they're going to charge you sixty dollars if they put it on a new console, then they should just charge sixty dollars for it all around. Is what you're saying? So like if 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 they're gonna if their original plan intact was to go, hey, look, we're releasing the the, the DS three, mm. and we put that game out on there for sixty bucks. You would expect that game to be the same price on Switch if the DS3 did not exist. I guess. I yeah. think. I think that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think. I think that's what I'm trying to. I'm just saying. I'm saying like, uh, like Breath of the Wild, eighty dollars. It's yeah, that's Huge, fine. Like, it's yeah. one of the biggest games I've ever made for the most powerful hardware they've ever made, or yeah, ever made. Yeah. And um, just not all games are on that scale. Some games. Yeah, yeah. Some no. games are just sit down, have fun with. Like easy, not as much development time and resources One, two, for them. Is a very big example of that, but let's continue. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. See, like fifty dollars, that would have been pushing it for one two switch, but it should have been fifty dollars. Yeah, could have been less than that. It, well, it could have been because most most of it, most of it, obviously. You know, I'm not I'm not saying this is an experienced game developer or anything like that, but you know, oh. there's no <laughs> there's no intense amount of 3D modeling or anything like that it's they, basically a motion controlled game which at this point they've done a shit ton of now they did hire some very snazzy actors wizard oh sorry, sorry. but yeah <laughs> just at Nintendo like alright guys act like you're having fun so, oh really I'm not having fun I'm I hate this place <laughs> <laughs> I hate my job my job of playing a silhouette in video games <laughs> Jesus oh I wish I stayed at the um, Chowdered studio that naughty dog who I could have been voicing that Nathan Drake mate <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's that is. yeah I, I think it's the same for me I think it's at this point it's like well again again with Kirby Star Allies and stuff like that that's, that, that's all neat that's fantastic it was the same for Yoshi's Woolly World I think as well it's like yeah that's neat that's fantastic $80 no you know, I feel like stuff like that needs to be scaled down. I understand that that's not fair to say to some people, like, like developers and stuff, I guess. Because I, I, I'm pretty assured that they're still putting on the best effort that they oh, can in oh, those of games. Course, yeah. and, Which is great. And we haven't played Kirby 
Star Allies, yeah, obviously. No. But it's just an example of... Yeah. yeah. It, it's just something that looks incredibly simple, which they've done in the past with Kirby, uh, Yoshi, etc. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, also a good example of that, where it's just like, they have a level editor at this point for these things, where they can literally just craft a level, the physics are the, <laughs> the same, and you just go ahead and do that. New Super Mario series? God, that, that bit the bullet. Because they did it twice. They, I, did it, they did it twice. One for Wii and one for Wii U prior to the... Uh, well, oh, the DS version. Po- post the DS version. But the DS version was something new and I could accept it. i still got so many games to talk about, bro. So I think we could keep going. <laughs> yeah, but just to Chungus. It, it's, it's just Chungus. Yeah. So it's like, hey, look, hey, look. You know, we've got a level editor at this point. We can pump this shit out in a month. It's not yeah. worth, that's not worth my 80 bucks. No. Get out. Mm. don't want it for 80 bucks but um i understand that like it's different with something maybe with like again like star allies but like you you hold you're trying to hold two candles next to each other and you go how much is how how much are these games worth the same amount one candle's got like you know half the development time yeah it's it's been it's been soliding up for half the time the other one has you know it's got half the content and then you're just like, is this worth my $80? It, it is um, it is probably worth saying that maybe Zelda is too cheap and, oh, it, and Kirby's it, priced correctly. It could be. So it could be. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to sort of judge. But, but but with a decade of even longer than that, like you've got to think of games like Morrowind and stuff like that that were technically made on the same scale as stuff like Breath of the Wild. The difference was at the time, obviously, they had less advanced tech. Mm. They've been sh- they've been selling that kind of crap for cheaper than some of that for years. You know, yeah. like it, it's it's kind of like I think we've just come to the point where we expect games like Skyrim and stuff like that, if, or or a new Elder Scrolls, mm. I guess, when they come out at release, to be eighty to one hundred dollars, depending. You can get them cheaper elsewhere sometimes if if you really want. I, I just like if if they make a a new DS or just continue the legacy of the DS and keep the Switch as the console. Mm. For one, it undermines what the Switch is. Why did they make their console portable? Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't make much point. Um, and thirdly, like, what can they do with a handheld now? They've got a super powerful console handheld thing, which is robust as hell with its Joy-Cons and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically three consoles in one. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do with a, a DS? They're going to make it more powerful? They, they might... I don't know. They're sort of past the microphones and touchscreen, second screen. The gimmick for you. They're sort yeah. of. They, it looks like they're past that just with the switch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's room for a handheld. I think. I think the 3ds. A lot of people say, "Oh, just kill it." <laughs> um, which which bang? Which is people just saying like us? We say that as well. Just mm. people saying we want what we want all the games on Switch. Yeah. And I think for the most part, the games we're going to be interested in are, are going to be on Switch. 3DS, they're bringing out, they br- just brought out Kirby Battle Royale, which is like a small sort of party Kirby game, which yeah, which is just a cheaper game to develop yeah, for course. the 3DS. Yeah. But the 3DS is worth keeping around just for um, being cheaper for for people who can't afford a you know almost five hundred dollar yeah tablet is, yeah yeah again that's super important again that's perfectly fair. You know? They just brought out the uh, 2DS XL, so that's a nice, cheap entry point for a kid to... And the library is just huge. 
Yeah, well. yeah, it's insanely massive. Mm. And they've they've got their classics line, so linked to the part and link between worlds. So these all these it's, games are thirty dollars. Yeah, good pricing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think I think that's a pretty solid no from the both of us in general. Mm. I, I I think I think when they were originally talking about this uh, about the Switch as a console, they shouldn't have just they shouldn't have said oh it's replacing it or whatever. They should they should have just said it's its own unique console. Um, that's will have its own unique experiences and they should have said nothing more. Mm. You know, they shouldn't... Because they're going to they're gonna get answered that question, asked that question all the time. Yeah. And 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 people are forgetting too that when the 3DS was just out, um, analysts and every, everyone was just saying, handheld gaming is dead. The, yeah, yeah, they the, were. The Vita, it sold about... I think it ended up selling... It did beat the Wii U, the Vita. That's crazy, yeah. Thinking the way you numbers know, <laughs> no, yeah, but, and it's but, the, but whatever it sold about thirteen million and uh, didn't set the world on fire. Handheld gamers loved it, including myself. Loved the Vita, uh, the three DS. That's 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 approaching, if not hit it by now, seventy million. Yeah, and that's that's just by Nintendo's marketing, excellent software, and remember good the pricing. Yeah, good price. Remember the three DS when it came out it was how much was it here? It was three fifty. Three fifty. It it came with no games. Nintendo slashed the price, brought out Mario Kart and Mario Three D Land, completely changed the story on it, and ambassadored anybody that mm. bought it for full price, which but, is good. Yeah, but bringing out bringing out a um, dedicated handheld system now with phones that are supercomputers, honestly, they can do yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason sort of the Switch works is because it's playing console quality games. It's your phone can't do that. No, your phone doesn't have little controllers that come off the size. Doesn't have two sticks buttons triggers like there's oh it's a, changed it's changed the game yeah <laughs> it has changed the game like really so, yeah. really big a, a more powerful 3ds wouldn't have a place in today's market yeah. and that's sad yeah it that's, is it is it is a little bit sad it's yeah. the end of an era yeah but you know i think that's what this episode has been more likely about is looking back on the ds and you know how far it's come and i think it's now time to accept that it's probably never going to happen again in that same way no, and it was such a phenomenon. Just oh yeah, Nintendo's best-selling piece of hardware, 150 million. Yeah, yeah. I think it it was close to, if not beat the PS2 by a smidge. Yeah, I think I think the PS2 might be like a million more. Mm. But it's nuts. Yeah. But it's absolutely crazy. Such it was such a good piece of kit. Yep, love it so much. Mm. Good, old, good, good old DS. Yeah, well done DS. Oh, I have so. We do another episode of games we didn't touch on. <laughs> no, seriously, because like I didn't even talk about half the games. We talk about Zelda, Pokemon, Zelda, Pokemon, Mario uh, and Luigi, Mario and Luigi, Metroid. Yeah, that's not even a. That's not even a smidgen of the stuff that we could talk about. But I think we'll come back at it another yeah, time. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do we'll do a mega episode on DS games down the line. Well, we'll do an episode. We'll do a follow up to this episode two. All right. Okay. All right, follow up episode then because uh, we're coming at what like an hour and fourteen minutes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, did, did you want to finish it or did you want to nah, keep going? Nah, we'll 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 end it off there for now. We'll make an episode two, I think. Okay, we'll talk we'll yeah. talk about all kinds of DS games that we got into because there is there is a massive library, um, and there is more than that that I enjoyed. Those were just the bigger ones, obviously. Mm. I love talking about just um, 
really getting into like a certain system from Nintendo's past. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's so good just being able to talk about these, especially the DS. Like, I love. Yeah, that is a system we spent many of our hours on. Mm. You know, it, it is. It is very much. You know. That's sort of a console, sort of when we'll we'll friends, but we'll like becoming really good friends at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you're. Oh, so we didn't even talk about fucking Mario Kart DS. No, but we will. <sighs> we have stories of Mario Kart DS, so we'll, don't worry. It'll 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 make a second episode. So yeah. Uh, I think we will wrap it up there. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll make this we'll make this a second part episode for you guys to listen to next week and we'll talk about a whole bunch of DS games that we missed. Yeah, we'll actually make a list. We didn't make we didn't organise the show at all. We just came in and just talked about what we did. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is is that's what's so easy about talking about the DS. Yeah. You know, it's it's we've got that many fond memories of it. It's easy to come in unscripted and just talk about all the shit we played because in truth there's a ton of it. It's not shit, but you know, what, you know what I mean. Like, there's, it, it was just an incredible console that we all just gathered around like seagulls and we were pecking at the bag. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> and like, well, we can, we can take out. Look, as 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 a heartfelt promise, we'll take out all your games. We'll go. Oh, look! Remember this game? Remember this game? Remember Tap this it against game? the microphone. Give the listeners a ear bleed. Yeah. Mm. Remember this game? <laughs> can you hear it? <laughs> 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 all, right. Uh, all right you can find me at idruby on twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. where can they find you bryce they can find me at bryce dewitt on twitter mm. and you can find the podcast on twitter at the house of mario okay. and uh we've got a discord community there'll be a link in the dis- in the show notes if you want to join talk about your favorite ds games join in uh topics of the week we post in there usually we didn't post for this one we'll post for next we'll We'll get people's favorite DS games next yes, week. Please, let's, yes, I'd love. I'd love let to hear us it. do that. Let's push the crap out of that. I want to talk about DS games. Yeah, so we'll talk about that next week. So we'll post on Twitter and uh, Discord. Yeah, so please leave ju- your responses there. Yep, <laughs> and uh, we we better plug Eight Bit again. We are going to plug Eight Bit like like a boss. Like a boss, yes. Like the, a boss. They've launched today, January 30th. Yep. Provided, they, providing that's when you're listening to us. Yes. If you're listening to a week later, well, it's up and ready. Yeah, it's up and ready. And uh, if, there, if there was any bugs, well, hopefully they'll find out. <laughs> if, if, you're listening, if you're listening to us right now and you try to get on the website, it's not available, just wait a little bit. It'll be up, it'll be up at the end of the day at least. Mm. Um, so www.8bit.net. Yes. You'll find our profiles, our page, etc. there. Yes. Uh, we will. <laughs> um, God, what? what I you, choked. What are you trying to think? Think. I. The thing is, is I had a thought, but we've been talking for so long, I brain farted. Oh no! You can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check out all all the other excellent podcasts there. I'm sure you'll find something of your interest. We got fantastic. We got a fantastic group there. Yeah, you we'll, know, be, we'll we, be sure to plug them all. We've got a news show. There's a D and D show. There's a uh, influence show where, uh, yeah, interviews yeah. and everything. It's 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 cool. Yeah. Oh look, there. There's a ton there. Look, we we've been talking as as a group for the past couple of weeks on Discord every now and then, just poking at each other and all that stuff and you know uh, we've been and listened to some of these podcasts ourselves uh, ourselves before fantastic people Drew's met some of them in real life oh they're top tier people they're top and, tier people and just the content like pe- oh, yeah, people like quality. us create like it really pushes us to be like okay we gotta we gotta <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah keep, keep in mind none of this is monetized we're being very fucking serious guys alright these guys are top tier 
Yeah. All right. Uh, good <laughs> Monetize us being monetized. Well, <laughs> You're gonna be usually most people are just like, this is a paid promotion. This is not a paid promotion. We just love these people. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We love, we love their work. We love their shows. And you should really check them out at www.8bit.net. Awesome. All right, that's the show, Bryce. High five and uh, do a merry-go-round dance. Merry-go-round dance. Yeah, let's do that. All right, Bryce. Uh, we end the show each week with Nintendo Jukebox. And do we? I never knew. Didn't Sorry. you? What you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, who is it this week? It is uh, Roy G. Biv, Super Mario Bro, uh, Super Super Mario Kart Rainbow Road uh, Remix. Cool. Uh, the only reason I say Roy G. Biv is because I don't know if it's Roy Biv. <laughs> So, Roger Biff. It is an oddly spelt. Uh, it, it is an oddly spelt name. Yeah. But it, it's all good. And this is another... It's this a is damn a, good remix. It is a very good remix. And it's another remix on the Game Chop SoundCloud channel. So, once again, go over there. Check them out. Support yep. them. Absolutely. Say the House of Mario sent you. And if they say, who's the House of Mario? You say, some dickhead's doing a podcast. And they're like, cool. Lol. Yay. Yeah. And uh, be sure to leave your uh, favorite DS games when we post the topics up. Yes, please. We please. want. We, we want to re- know. We we want to talk about them. So, really uh, the world ends with you. It's such an iconic. It's, it's such a fantastic. Yeah, and leave a reason if you want to as well. And we'll gladly read them because I think. Yeah, I think we could go on about this for hours if we don't stop now. This is called the House of DS. You know, the House of DS. Is we review a DS game every episode all the way down to pets shovelware. Never played them. Neither have I. Have but boy, R- we're about to play them. We have to get the R four out again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nintendogs are so good. Oh, we could talk about it. Let's end it. I'm going to... I'm going to <laughs> yeah, all right. Going Bye, on. guys. See ya.